Mock Draft 2023 4.0. I'm your host, Matt Hicks, the FF Educator, here to go through six rounds. Yes, we're going to go through six rounds of a Superflex PPR, no tight end premium mock draft, because folks, we are going deep on the rookie big board. 55 final 2023 tape evaluations in about a dozen more preliminary evaluations in, so I feel confident digging deep into what is a really talented class all the way through there's talent at the top but folks i want to make sure we go five six rounds deep because there's guys in rounds five and six that may end up with second or third round fantasy football value before we jump into the episode if you're watching on youtube please 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 like comment subscribe let's make sure a lot of folks get their eyes on this as we continue to grow this dynamic rookie big board community if you want to get in on the Rookie Big Board community, just $3 a month or say 15% now annually at patreon.com slash rookie big board gets you access to the full Rookie Big Board rankings, Rookie Boards, Debbie rankings, Dynasty rankings. You can jump on the 2023 Big Board and see all the players ranked here. Jump in. You see their full tape profiles, fantasy rankings, NFL draft projections, lots of good stuff going on. Again, folks, just $3 a month and you get access to the Discord Let's go ahead and jump into this. No more time to waste on this six-round rookie mock draft. Starting here with Bijan Robinson, the dynamic dual threat running back out of Texas, 6-0-2-15. Excellent pass catcher, excellent on the ground. I'm projecting uh, top 10 to 20, so 10 to 20 overall NFL draft capital for him. Folks, there's mock drafts coming out now where Bijan Robinson is a top five NFL draft selection. There is no doubt in my mind he's the 101, even in Superflex mock drafts. Bryce Young is my QB1 currently. I have yet to do my full deep dive into the entire quarterback class that is on deck. Once I do, I'll be even more confident, I suspect, in Bryce Young as the 102 quarterback out of Alabama. Yes, I understand their size concerns. Yes, I understand their height concerns. No, I don't think NFL teams are going to pass over his talented arm and his talented accuracy. At the end of the day, Bryce Young should have top five NFL draft capital. It should solidify him as the 102 in rookie drafts. Here's where things start to go off the rails a little bit. And as a reminder, folks, these rookie mock drafts that I do, it's not just my rankings. If you wanted to just read through my rankings i would do either a rankings episode or you can go to patreon.com slash rookie big board instead what i try to do is mix in what i'm seeing from consensus the comments i see on youtube videos the comments i see in my twitter posts that i put out at the ff underscore educator in the rookie mod drafts that i'm doing trying to get an idea of what other folks feel not just my rankings and what i'm seeing a lot here is jameer gibbs is actually going over cj stroud at times so that's how i have him coming off the board 103 jameer gibbs 104 cj stroud for folks, I think they're really excited about Jameer Gibbs' dynamic athleticism. He makes guys miss in space. A lot of comps to Alvin Kamara. If you go back to Georgia Tech days, remember Jameer Gibbs played two years at Georgia Tech before going to Alabama, you see a really dynamic pass catching back. And that's what gets folks really excited and why I think it is justified. If you want to take Jameer Gibbs over C.J. Stroud at this point in time, I might have a different opinion 
come April on that. C.J. Stroud comes off the board here, 104. He's QB2. I'm excited to dig into his tape a little bit more. Really excited to see how the NFL feels about him through the pre-combine process. Jordan Addison, wide receiver out of USC here, is the highlight for this first six group of players. Addison is a really exciting player. The more I watch his tape, the more confident I am in him. When you compare him to Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's coming off the board next year, so it's Addison 105, JSN 106. With Addison, you see a higher floor prospect. I really thought that he was better at separating in this 2022 film compared to 2021 tape, which was one of my biggest concerns for him. You see that separation is a lot more consistent. Really nice hands. He works through his routes really well. And Jordan Addison, I'm noticing across the board, seems to be more popular as the wide receiver one, although JSN is still my wide receiver one. At the end of the day, for me, Jackson Smith and Jigba has the higher athletic profile. He has the higher athletic ceiling. And I still think he's a really raw prospect. And so I'm grading him almost equal to Jordan Addison right now, despite the fact that I think JSN has way more room to grow. And at the end of the day, when you're playing fantasy football, it's all about that upside. And so that's why JSN is currently one spot higher for me in my rankings, but I'm willing to put Jordan Addison above him here in this mock draft. Let's head into the back end of the first round. It's Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver at a TCU. I tweeted out my top five wide receiver rankings, a little bit of a preview of the wide receiver rankings episode, which should drop next week over at the Rookie Big Board. And Quentin Johnston was wide receiver five. A lot of folks weren't thrilled with that, but I do have him coming off the board third here in this mock draft. Johnston has the athletic profile. He has the highlight reels. He has, at times, that contested catch but you also look at his film and you see a lack of effort he allows dbs to jump his routes this man's like 6'4 215 he should be boxing out every defensive back at all times you see concentration drops those are things that will plummet you in my rating so yeah on paper quinston johnston should be the wide receiver one if we're really thinking about it and yes maybe he gets top 10 draft capital that's what a lot of mock drafts are pushing him to but at the end of the day, there's going to be hesitations here because what I saw in his film was a lot of inconsistency despite some big plays. There's some big concerns that come along with it. Zach Evans running back here out of Mississippi, 108. I've I, can't, I just couldn't drop Zach Evans any further. I think he's going to fly under the radar. I think he's going to end up being a really good running back value in this class. Josh Downs, 109, wide receiver to North Carolina. Downs is my wide receiver three currently. I think he's going to slot into an NFL offense. There was a pun intended there very well. I think he's going to be very productive at the next level. He's a guy I could see easily getting 70 to 80 targets right off the bat in his rookie season. So the landing spot will be really telling for Josh Downs. If he clicks with a high octane quarterback, somebody who can get him some touchdown opportunities, then we're probably going to see his fantasy football ADP end up being closer to 106 than it is 109. Jalen Hyatt, 110. He is fast, but he's not just speed, folks. He's a good route runner. I love his release. He's a great athlete. There's more to Jalen Hyatt than just his speed. But after we leave Indianapolis, after he runs that 40-yard dash, we're going to see Jalen Hyatt with first-round NFL draft capital. This one was a struggle. I didn't know where to put him. This is a super flex. He is officially declared, so I had to put Anthony Richardson in the first round. He's coming in at 111 here in this rookie mock draft I wouldn't take Anthony Richardson at 111 I've said that in the past until we get further through the process unless I really like his landing spot 
Uh, Anthony Richardson, for me, is going to be at more of a second-round value, but I don't think that's the way consensus feels about him. And again, I'm trying to give you an accurate rookie mock draft. So Anthony Richardson, 111. It'll be somebody who I will be willing to change my opinion on absolutely over the next couple of months. I'll also be very invested in the coaching staff that he lands with. Is this a staff that's going to coach him up? Is this a front office that I trust to put weapons around him, right? And not just necessarily the best weapons, but to really take the time, evaluate him as a quarterback and put the weapons around him that are going to help him grow, a la the way the Buffalo Bills approach Josh Allen. 112 here, Sean Tucker. Opinions all over the board on Sean Tucker, but at the end of the day, there's enough Sean Tucker fans where his ADP is going to be pushed up, where they're going to be taking him at the back end of the first round. Like, I'm in the middle on Sean Tucker. I like him. I don't love him. And I'm not going to get him, right? Because there's a lot of folks that love Sean Tucker. And understandably so, you're combining great straight line acceleration with a big body running back. So there's a lot to like about Sean Tucker. And so he slides into the first round here. There's the first 12 picks, folks. We have five more rounds to go. So let's keep it rocking here. Michael Meyer, tight end at a Notre Dame. I dropped him down a little bit. He's been consistently a back end of the first round selection i still would take him 110 111 112 but it doesn't seem like folks are as excited about him as we start to learn about some of the other tight ends through this draft class still meyer great hands good athleticism for his size i think nfl teams are going to like him i think he's going to be a top 20 selection and when that happens his adp will probably bump back up into a late first round selection tank bigsby 202 running back out of auburn had to show some love for my man tank He's consistently been put 205, 206 for me. So I just wanted to bump him up a little bit just to show how fluid the running back rankings are. I don't think just for me, but I think for a lot of folks, it's going to be, you know, Bijan Robinson at the top, Jameer Gibbs number two, and then some combination of Zach Evans, Sean Tucker, uh, Tang Bigsme, uh, Devin Achain, Zach Charbonnet, right? Like these running backs are all going to get mixed together in different orders. And so as you go through this draft process, it's really going to be about figuring out what type of player that you prefer for fantasy football purposes. And hopefully as I talk through them, you'll get a little bit of an idea of why I like certain guys more than others. 203, Cedric Tillman, wide receiver out of Tennessee. There's this interesting narrative I've noticed a lot of the times. Folks say, oh, now you like Jalen Hyatt more than Cedric Tillman. You used to like Cedric Tillman more than Jalen Hyatt. We don't have to compare these Tennessee wide receivers. They are totally different players. Jalen Hyatt is much more of a speed guy. Athleticism, like I said, he, he works through routes really well. Cedric Tillman is a big body wide receiver, right? He could play that traditional X type role. I've had a lot of people talk to me about Quinton Johnston and say, you should push him up higher because he plays in that traditional X type role. But that's what Cedric Tillman is. It's not just Quinton Johnston in this class. A lot of folks feel like it's just him and then a lot of smaller wide receivers. Well, that next big man up is Cedric Tillman. He plays big along the boundary. He's got a great vertical for his size. There's a lot to like about this Tennessee wide receiver. And although he's flying under the radar, right, he's kind of reminding me of that range that T. Higgins went in. T. Higgins was just, you couldn't get him above that top end of the second EDP, no matter how much I hooked him up. And I just soaked him up at that 202, 203, 204. And now I have a lot of T. Higgins, and I'm very happy about it because he's a dynasty wide receiver one. So I'm not saying Cedric Tillman is bound for that same trajectory, but that's a similar type of value that I'm seeing between Tillman and what I saw from Higgins. Will Levis, 204, quarterback out of Kentucky. Uh, I had to put him in. I don't like Will Levis. I don't expect to have any Will Levis. Here's the thing with a quarterback, folks. If, if I personally, me, if I'm going through a quarterback evaluation and I'm not confident, if he doesn't get me excited, I'm not buying in. 
I am not buying in because quarterbacks hit at a lower rate. And I am somebody who in Superflex, yes, pushes up quarterbacks in my rankings. It's part of my formula. Quarterbacks get a bump for being that positional value. But even with that bump, Will Levis is still not getting over the hump here for me. 204. And that's because I know he's going to go off the board sooner. We did a we did a rookie mock draft here with the rookie big board analyst, and he went off the board 110. I was floored, but and when that happens, I have to take a step back and understand that not everybody looks at the game in the same way that I do, which is why these exercises are so helpful. 205, Devon Achain here, running back out of Texas A&M. Achain is fast, fast, fast. And folks did not like that he didn't make my top eight running back rankings. He's currently running back nine for me. Folks, I have concerns about the size. I understand his speed. I think he's going to be a good NFL player. I think he's going to be very good on special teams. I think he's going to be a dynamic weapon for an NFL offense. But dynamic weapon for an NFL offense does not always equal fantasy football value. We need consistent volume. And for a sub 190 running back that is a legitimate concern so that's why Devin Achain is down here at 205 would not spend a first round pick on him although I know a lot of folks in my comments don't agree with that Zach Charbonnet 206 here Charbonnet for me is higher than Achain and Tank Bigsby by running back rankings but I wanted to emphasize how much these guys could move around back end of the second round here Blake Corum running back out of Michigan I like Corum a lot super productive electric burst off the line of scrimmage great downfield speed it'll be interesting to see how the NFL reckons with his size as long as he gets to day two draft capital he can hang on here Kendra Miller running back at a TCU somebody who is much lower in my rankings than this ADP right here it's not sold on Kendra Miller. All right, when you look at his profile, you feel like he should be playing big. He doesn't play as big against Big 12 defenders as I want. I don't see that consistent strength profile. And for somebody who's not going to consistently produce in the passing game, you need that strength characteristic, and you need to be able to get it done at the goal line in the red zone. I didn't consistently see that from Kendra Miller, despite the fact that, yes, watching Kendra Miller live, he's explosive, he's exciting. There's so much to dig about Kendra Miller, but I I, folks, I just, I can't get there yet. I've gone back. I've watched some extra tape. I hope I change my mind throughout the process because I never root against any of these guys, but I'm lower than consensus. A lot of folks probably would have liked to see Kendry Miller 201, 202 in this mock draft. I'm just not there yet. Who I am there on is Parker Washington, 209 out of Penn State. There's some guys whose numbers just do not equal their tape. I remember in summer scouting, I was so excited about Parker Washington. I was watching his ability to get off the line of scrimmage, to separate downfield, to catch balls off target. In the summer scouting, I was like, dude, I'm all in on this guy. Bump him up the rankings, bump him up the rankings. And then we're going through the season and watching him live. It's, you know, there were good flashes, but wasn't consistent. He wasn't really getting that same level of buzz. And then I go back and watch his tape. And when I watch his tape, I'm seeing all of these things again. I think the NFL, as we go through the process, is going to absorb Parker Washington tape. I think he's going to end up a top 50 NFL draft selection, folks. I really do. I know it's a little bullish right now. If I had to put money on it right now, I would say today he's probably more in that 75 to 80 overall range but he screams riser here so he's 209 now he could easily be 203 204 by the time we get to april charlie jones wide receiver purdue that might not be a name that you expect to come in here charlie jones started off at buffalo transferred to iowa was useless in a useless iowa offense all of a sudden now he teams up at purdue and he is just a dominant x type wide receiver here charlie jones had a huge volume load i believe i don't want to exaggerate but he was definitely averaging close to 10 targets a game there 
for Purdue. 10 receptions in the game, sorry. 6-0-188. A lot of chatter here that Charlie Jones could be one of the you know, three or four fastest wide receivers at the NFL Combine. And if that is the case with the type of hands that he displays, with the type of ability to extend his frame, you know, he plays or he's listed 6-0. I feel like he plays closer to 6-2. Charlie Jones is going to be a riser through the process. 2-11 here, our second tight end off the board is Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, 6-4-242, athletic uh, tight end. Getting a lot of hype coming out of the Senior Bowl here. I'm excited to see him in Mobile. He's somebody who I think is going to be a riser through the Senior Bowl process. Marvin Mims, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Marvin Mims, just consistent. If you've been listening since summer, you know that I have been talking about Marvin Mims as somebody who's just going to fly under the radar. He's going to be a consistent producer in the NFL. You know, I could see him easily getting 70 to 90 targets on average over the first couple seasons in the NFL. We'll see if that touchdown upside is there, but he certainly displayed in 2022 specifically the ability to work into the deep field for Oklahoma. I really like his hands. I really like his athleticism. All right, on to the third round, folks. Puka Nakua, wide receiver out of BYU. I'm honestly still not sure if I'm nailing that pronunciation, but I really need to make sure I get it perfect because this is somebody I'm going to be drafting a lot of. I had to be a little bit of, uh, I had to display a little bit of patience, I should say, with just putting him 301 because honestly, right now, I would use probably a mid to early second round pick on Puka. Like this guy is good. When I go through my tape evaluations, you know, certainly we plug in the numbers. I take down all the notes. And again, if you want to see all of these notes, they're all available to you, patreon.com slash rookie big board. All right. But then there's some, there's an unquantifiable aspect, which I just call jumping out of my seat. Like there's some guys where I watch their film and I just get so excited. And Puka is one of those guys. Wins off the line of scrimmage. Great first step. The ability to speed up quickly working along the sidelines. Straight line speed complemented by great lateral quickness. Sticky hands. He has the ability to make big plays, folks. Great body control along the sidelines. Win contested set, wins contested catch situations with his large frame and ball tracking ability. Excellent body control. I get so hype about him. I can't even read my notes straight. Okay, 6-1-2-10. And here's the fun part. BYU gives him the ball behind the line of scrimmage. They gave him handoffs. I believe he ran the ball 25 times last year. Folks, I'm not saying that we should be comping him to Debo Samuel, but I am saying that we will be comping him to Debo Samuel. There's a lot to like with Puka. He's going to be at the Senior Bowl. He's going to rise even further. Don't be shocked if this guy's a top 50 NFL draft selection by the end of this thing. Darnell Washington, tight end out of UGA. The NFL draft consensus seems to be that Darnell Washington uh, will be in the 20 to 50 overall range, right? So a back a back-end day one, early day two selection, 6'7", 265, a huge frame. Now, you're not going to see giant numbers because Georgia generally doesn't give giant numbers to any of their receiving options. But remember, Darnell Washington was also splitting targets with not only Brock Bowers, who you've probably heard of, but Oscar, also Oscar Delp, a great tight end coming up for Georgia. They just mix the ball around. But Darnell Washington has been a freak athlete for years playing the tight end position at 6'7", and the NFL certainly is going to value that. Roshan Johnson, running back out of Texas, flying under the radar. I really like Roshan Johnson. 6'1", 223, very productive over his four years. Excellent combination of size of athleticism. He's powerful. He fights through defenders. He has great contact balance. Xavier Hutchinson. Xavier Hutchinson was somebody who I changed my tune a little bit about. So he's coming off the board here, 304, Iowa State. He's going to be at the Senior Bowl. Somebody who, quite honestly, I've watched live the last couple of years. He's always been a consistent producer, but I've always kind of felt like, 
yeah, he's good. He's good. He's all right. I don't really see him. My initial projection for him was uh, was like a borderline draft selection, like round six, seven, or, you know, preferred UDFA. But after I watched this tape, I bumped him up to day three early because I saw in 2022 a player with a really sharp skill set, right? And he combines that sharp skill set with a nice frame. He's 6'3", 210. He's got consistent hands. He displays the ability to extend his frame to get off-target passes, which happened to him a lot at Iowa, Iowa State, let me tell you that. Good ball tracking ability, and he creates space off the line of scrimmage. He's got physical handwork. He's got convincing footwork. He's not a burner, and he's not a pure athlete, but he's fast enough and he's athletic enough. And I think that's going to get Xavier Hutchinson pretty far. Rashi Rice here, 305. I know this isn't going to be a popular pick. I couldn't really figure out where to put Rashi Rice because I like Rice a lot. If you look at him right now in my uh, wide receiver rankings, I have him as wide receiver nine. I have him 24 overall, so higher than this necessarily, but I don't think the consensus has gotten there yet on Rashi Rice. He's 6'1", 189, very productive coming at SMU, very sticky hands, plays well at all three levels of the field. I love when wide receivers show that ability to contribute to all three levels of the field at college. He's athletic when battling for balls. He's got great body positioning. He's going to be a big contested catch guy at the next level. So I like Rice a lot. I'm just not sure where to put him. Anaya Smith out of Texas A&M, fast, fast, fast. Anaya Smith, 5'10", 190. He's somebody who's going to show up at the combine, and he's going to need to. He only played four games in 2022, suffered suffered that season-ending lower body injury. So the offseason is going to be really important to his draft stock. All right, 307, Rakeem Jarrett. Rakeem Jarrett not getting a lot of hype now, but former five-star, very athletic, Sometimes I get asked the question, who do you expect to rise in the post-combine process? It's going to be Rakeem Jarrett. He's going to show up. He's going to do very well at those drills. 308 quarterback, Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. Hendon Hooker has fallen, but I feel like this is where he's going to land. He's still going to get drafted, probably top 50, top 75 for the NFL. And as long as there's a path to legitimate playing time over the next two to three years, an opportunity, then he's worth a late third-round selection. Dwayne McBride, running back at a UAB, has not declared yet. I think he's going to be a steal in the back end of the third round if he does declare. Eric Gray, I've espoused about exponentially here. I like Eric Gray, a fantastic producer, great burst. A great pass catcher, underrated, coming off the board here, 310. Kenny McIntosh, another great pass catcher, combines that pass catching ability with size, coming off the board, 311, 312, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers got that Shrine Bowl invite, not the Senior Bowl invite. Would have really liked that Shrine Bowl, or that Senior Bowl, I should say, because it would have convinced me that he could have had a shot at day two draft capital. Right now, I do think he's day three draft capital. I think he's going to be a great NFL player. It's going to be a matter of what's his fantasy football fit, and I hope it's good because I have a lot of Devi shares of Zay Flowers. As we move on to the fourth round here, folks, you're probably going to hear names that you like in rounds four, five, and six. That's the point. I'm not knocking guys that you like because they're around four, five, and six. I'm trying to give a, a, a holistic view here of, of who we should be keeping an eye on because some of these guys coming off the board in these next 36 picks are going to be guys who have second and third round ADPs by the end of this thing. But I also want you to take into full consideration that this is emphasizing the depth of the class. I'm not knocking somebody because I'm putting him in the fourth round. There's just nowhere else to put it because there's a lot of talented players above him. And let's start with Tucker Craft, the tight end at South Dakota. 
Kraft is getting top 50 NFL draft hype. I'm excited to see him in Mobile because, quite frankly, folks, to be transparent, there's not a lot of South Dakota tape out there. So I haven't seen a whole lot of Tucker Kraft, but definitely excited to see more of him soon. Running back Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State. It's size, folks. If he wasn't 5'6", 165, I'd have him higher because he's an electric running back. I'm certainly excited to see that draft position. But, hey, sometimes there's some players that we just have to like and accept the fact that we can take them in the fourth round. And those fourth-round picks, that's why we have them because they're still valuable players to take. Jaden Hazelwood, wide receiver at Oklahoma. This hurts my heart. Hazelwood was somebody that I was more in the second round with. But after watching his tape, it wasn't that I disliked his tape in 2022. It was just that I liked other players' tapes more, other wide receiver tape more. He just got leapfrogged. Like his his evaluation didn't go down. He just got leapfrogged. Quarterback Jake Hayner, somebody I'm also excited to see at the Senior Bowl here at Fresno State. Hey, has some great games on tape. I know the NFL draft community is high on Jake Hayner, which is why he's down in Mobile. So it'll be a question on whether he can get day two draft capital. If he can slide in there 90 to 100 overall, then he's going to go higher than the mid-fourth round. If he goes day three, he should still be drafted in rookie drafts. Wide receiver Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. Jaden Reed, another downfield burner. He also is a twitchy athlete. He makes impact all around the field, gets off the line of scrimmage quick, moves well horizontally across the field. He battles through contact well for somebody coming in at 6'0", 185, somebody that I'd be happy to take here in round four. Dentavian Wicks, uh, 6'1", out of the University of Virginia, wide receiver, somebody who I know folks are very high on, so I don't think Wicks will make it out of rookie drafts without being drafted. He's fluid. He works really well for his size. He shows the ability to make highlight catches. He stretches uh, out very well to haul in off-target passes. And he does have the ability to create separation downfield with his speed. So lots to like about Dontavian Wicks. Elijah Higgins. Elijah Higgins was another player who really rose after my draft evaluation on him, after getting to dig into that tape. He's a fun combination of size and speed, and I think he's a prime candidate to be a riser here. He's fluid. He works his way into space on all three levels of the field. Sticky hands. He displays the ability to shape defenders after the catch and gain extra yards. And he's 6'3", 234. I wanted to hold back that size measurement a little bit because I wanted you to get in your head the idea of a short, quick wide receiver and then realize he's 6'3", 234. Really underrated playing out there for Stanford. Dante Demas Jr., wide receiver out of Maryland. Somebody who I know the NFL draft community has been high on. But similar to Hazelwood, just got jumped by other players that I liked more. Izzy. Uh, Israel uh, Banaconda, Izzy, uh, the running back out of pit, very productive guy, great straight line speed, good acceleration downfield, not somebody who I think is going to be a super high pick, but somebody who I do think can be productive at the next level. And in a similar way, at 410 is Mo Ibrahim, running back in Minnesota. Listen, folks, if he hadn't torn his Achilles, I think we'd be talking about a different draft capital for Mo. But he did, and NFL teams are not going to ignore that. He's going to be off some boards simply because of that injury. And so draft capital will be crucial. I do expect him to get drafted, but I do expect it to be in the back end of day three. And it's just not going to come with that same level of fantasy football capital. Tanner McKee, quarterback out of Stanford, had to put him in the draft. Do not draft Tanner McKee. I got to tell you, I watched Elijah Higgins and I watched Michael Wilson, who we'll talk about later. I'm going to have to watch Benjamin Urosik, the tight end out of Stanford. I'm excited to watch Benjamin Urosik, but I am not excited to watch him because that means I'm going to have to watch more Tanner McKee. Tanner McKee is not it, folks. Simply is not it. Christopher Rodriguez, 412, running back out of Kentucky. Super productive, power type running back. All right, round five here. We're going to keep rolling through this thing. Luke Musgraves, tight end out of Oregon State. 
Very productive tight end. Expect him to be the next guy up here. He's probably going to really round out the top five tight end rankings for a lot of analysts. Dylan McMillan, wide receiver out of Washington. I hope he goes back. And that hurts for me to say because he was somebody I was really excited about going into the season. But his tape just left a lot to be desired there. To struggle to consistently separate. Uh, wasn't as much of an athlete as it looked live. So I just was disappointed with Jalen McMillan. I hope he goes back, and I hope he get, ends up being a second or third round rookie pick next year. Aiden O'Connell, quarterback under Purdue, game manager type quarterback, but the NFL values that he could have day two draft capital depending on the way this quarterback class shakes out. Running back Evan Hull at a Northwestern, an underrated pass catcher. I like him a lot in the mid-fifth round. I think he could be a really a sneaky good value. Tajay Spears running back at a Tulane. Tajay Spears undersized, you know, certainly 5'11", or I'm sorry, 5'10", 190. That's what he's listed at. It looks like he plays probably closer to 185, but we'll see. But he's bursty, right? He has the ability to dart around the field, all three levels. He's a speedy back. He's quick to the edge. He's got fast feet. He's a good pass catcher. So for somebody who is undersized, he's doing all of the things that you want to see from that size back. I do think that Tajay Spears could be a nice stash on your taxi squad. There's a role. There's a role in the NFL for Tajay Spears. And sometimes it takes those guys a year or two to really settle in and get that opportunity and prove themselves off the practice squad. But folks, that's why we have deep dynasty leagues. That's why we have taxi squads, right? Tajay Spears, keep your eye on him. Eric Gilbert, tight end out of Georgia, former five-star, very hyped up tight end. I don't know if he declares. I didn't know where to put him, but I felt like I had to put him in the mock draft. So he comes in here at 506. 507, Nathaniel Tank Dell, wide receiver out of Houston. One of the best nicknames here in the draft because although he's named Tank, folks, he is coming in at 510, 155. So it might remind you of 2 2 Atwell. Uh, which could scare you, but it also could tell you, hey, you know, and Calvin Austin last year, the NFL is not shied away from these sub-160 wide receivers. So Dell could go a lot higher. Uh, he is a senior bowl invitee, and so he definitely could end up more in the third, fourth round of your rookie drafts. He's very fast. He gets moving right off the line of scrimmage. He definitely separates from American Athletic Conference defenders downfield with his speed and footwork. He's a twitchy athlete. He breaks defensive backs in space, and he's got good lateral movement. He works really well east to west as well as north to south. So for Dell, it's really going to be a question of when he shows up in the senior bowl, is he going to burn those power five defensive backs too? And if he does, stock up, folks. The stock's going to go way up if that happens. All right, Jonathan Mingo. Oh, sorry, no, 508, Jaron Hall, quarterback at BYU. A lot of folks are into Jaron Hall. I'm not quite there. It'll be interesting to see how that he shakes out when I do my deep dive into the quarterback room. Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver out of Mississippi. This was somebody who I was pretty impressed with on tape here. Uh, he's coming in at 6'2", 215. He displays sure hands. He, he hauls in off-target pass as well. He lays out for the ball with impressive consistency, so it's hard to get a ball past Jonathan Mingo. For being 6'2", he moves pretty well uh, laterally as well, and he's not afraid to work through traffic. He can take a big pop here and hold on to the ball after the catch, so definitely somebody that I like. Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer is going to have a specific role in the NFL. 60180, wide receiver out of Nebraska. He's going to live in the slot. Like Trey Palmer is a slot guy. Um, and not like your big slot type guy that's kind of really flourished the last couple of years in the NFL. But think of like a KJ Hamler type slot guy, like a traditional Paris Campbell type slot guy. He's shorthanded though, and he's gonna he's gonna catch the if you throw the ball to him, he's gonna catch it. All right. He's really good working the lower half of the field. He primarily worked the drag, the out, but 
those are routes that he runs very well. He runs them with convincing footwork. He will not allow defensive backs to jump his routes. So although he does one thing, he's territorial about that short throw to the field, and he's going to get the ball. So I do think he's going to be valued by NFL offenses. I feel bad about putting Darius Davis this low. I think this is a slight on Darius Davis. So, you know, TCU fans probably hate me. All right, I put Quinston Johnston a little bit lower than they probably wanted to. I put Kendra Miller too low. I promise I don't dislike the Horn Frogs at all. But I just, you know, there's a lot of wide receivers here, folks, but I do like Darius Davis. He's a speedy wideout who's uh, who's got a great profile. All right, when you watch his tape, that speed just jumps right off. He's got a good release off the line of scrimmage, moves well laterally, closes space quickly. He's got good hands, right? So I do think he needs to refine himself a little bit as a route runner. I think he needs to show a little bit more to – to, you know, be considered this, uh, a, you know, a high-end day three selection. But Darius Davis is certainly somebody to keep your eye on here over the next couple of months. Cameron Peoples, 5'12", productive, powerful back out of Appalachian State. Sixth round, folks. We are close to the end, but still plenty of value left. Benjamin Yorosik, tight end out of Stanford. All right, I mentioned him earlier, a more athletic, good pass catcher. Can't wait to dig into him a little bit more once I do my round of tight end evaluations. A.T. Perry, wide receiver at Wake Forest. I do think some folks were probably listening to this and saying, when is he going to get to A.T. Perry? I just don't see it. I don't see it at the same level that other folks see it. I think he can come into the NFL. I think he can be a back end of day three draft selection. Um, it'll be interesting to see here, um, you know, what NFL teams think about him. He is coming in at 6'5", 206, but we've been tricked in the past with getting too excited about 6'5 players. I, I don't see that same level of speed or athleticism that I want to see from a player, despite his size. Sam Laporta, tight end out of Iowa, 603. Sam Laporta is a is going to be a good NFL tight end. All right. And so he may end up with good NFL draft capital. I think it might take him a little while to get into a fantasy football position where he's getting consistent volume. Sam Hartman, quarterback at a Wake Forest next up. Somebody who I think is probably going to be hanging around day three for NFL draft purposes. So it'll be interesting to get an evaluation, get a landing spot here on Sam Hartman. Tavion Thomas, the running back at Utah. Oh, man. You know, I highlighted him here because it hurts my heart. This is somebody that I was very high on coming into the season. I liked his 2021 tape, and I just did not enjoy his 2022 tape that much. He's 6'2", 221. He is a strong back. He powers through tackles to consistently gain yardage. He displays solid contact balance, but he just looks slow, and that speed is just going to make him struggle here. All right? Uh, and he looked more powerful in 2021 tape than 2022 tape. So if you look slow and you're not overpowering Pac-12 defenders, that's not a good combination, folks. Payne Durham, 606. Tight end out of Purdue. You can see here as we get into this round, we're starting to dig a little bit more into our tight ends. Uh, Payne Durham, similar to Sam Laporta. I think he's going to be a better NFL tight end than a fantasy football tight end to start. But two, three, four years down the road, he could be productive. And, folks, again, that's why we have tactics squads. 607, Isaiah Davis, the running back out of South Dakota State. Isaiah Davis, I do expect to be higher on, just don't have the tape on him yet, but I wanted to make sure I mentioned him here. Will Mallory, tight end out of Miami. Mallory's been a Debbie darling the last couple of years. We've been hanging on to his athletic profile, high recruiting pedigree. I did, you know, was a little surprised when he declared, but certainly somebody who needs to be on your radar. Michael Wilson, the wide receiver out of Stanford. Remember I talked about Michael Wilson a little bit earlier. I said I was going to go back to him here. So Michael Wilson, another player that I liked in that Stanford offense. 6'2", 209 here. He's a quick-moving wideout. He covers a lot of space before and after the catch. A little bit of a yak threat here with Michael Wilson. Some twitch to his game post-catch. Shows the ability to beat defensive backs in space. He displays good contact balance. I like Michael Wilson. Clayton Toon, quarterback at a Houston. 
dual threat quarterback. I like Clayton too and watching him live. And I uh, got that senior bowl invite. So I think the NFL is definitely interested in Clayton Toon. Daneric Prince running back out of Tulsa. He's got a senior bowl invite. And then finishing it up with one more tight end because I just had to sneak another tight end in there. I'm going to go here with Luke Schoenmacher, tight end out of Michigan here to finish up this six-round rookie mock draft. Folks, I appreciate you tuning in. Head on over to patreon.com slash rookiebigboard. This is the time of year, folks, to make sure that you're getting ahead on your rookie analysis. If you were with us last year, you'd have Chris Olave right now. You'd have Garrett Wilson right now. You know, going back a couple of years, you'd have Justin Jefferson, all of these guys that are now dominating the fantasy football landscape. There's no better way to improve your dynasty fantasy football game than to understand the rookie class, get in on the right players early because they are going to gain the most value over the course of the season. Patreon.com slash rookie big board. And as always, I appreciate you checking out this episode.